Good morning, good afternoon, or wherever you are, this is Chris, and today, uh, wow, what a beautiful, beautiful day in the world of living. So, we're going to talk today about living with spirit, and, well, how do you know what that really means? Well, let's just put it into some uh, constructive concepts. Uh, if you if you're not happy, you're not living with spirit. That's 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 a pretty pretty good start, right? Um, if you're stressed, you're not living with spirit. So I'm maybe not doing a good job of defining what is living with spirit, but I know what it isn't. Uh, I kind of like feel that everybody has a sense of their own destiny. They go, we all say when we when we're little kids, I want to be a you know, uh, a doctor or a nurse or a, an aeroplane pilot or a, a fireman or a firewoman or a fire starter or something. <laughs> we, we, all, we all have a thought and it's not necessarily the, the thing that's important, it's the fact that we have a thought and we have a, a, a little vision, a little hope, a little dream, a little inspiration. And if you ask a kid, before their parents get hold of them and fuck it up completely. What do you want to be when you grow up? They've all got an answer. And then they start getting shy. They go, well, I'm not sure mum is going to approve of it. I'm not sure dad wants me to do that. I'm not sure everybody's going to be happy about it. I'm not sure I'm going to earn enough money from it. And uh, parents get involved in such a corruptive way because parents basically, for the most part, at a subconscious level and an unconscious level want their kids to do what they couldn't do. So they're dreaming of having kids that are better at sport than they were or achieve money better than they did or go through school with less depression than they did. So they kind of like try and live out the, their unlived potential through their kids. And poor kids get completely shafted in the process all the joy goes out. Now, there's a, a wonderful thing here because the more a parent tries to live vicariously through their kids, the more the kids are going to push back. And there's been many a book written about grandparents. So if you want to emulate, I want to find out where a kid's going to end up, character-wise, personality-wise, just go and look at the grandparents because the parent reacts to the parent reacts to the parent the kid reacts to the parent well if they're all reacting in opposites then it ends up that they end up where they started from so in other words if the parent reacts to the grandparent and the kid reacts to the parent the, the, the kid ends up where the grandparent is so not every what's called functional behaviour of loving kindness by a parent ends up where it's intended to be it usually intends it ends up the opposite that's uh that's a nice uh way to start so live with spirit what is it let's keep going let's keep walking down the path of live with spirit what it isn't it isn't stress it isn't trying to please your parents it isn't uh worried about what other people think it isn't doing things that other people will really 
really love, it's much, much, much more. Everybody wakes up at the start of their entire life with an idea. I'd like to be a fireman or a postman or a postwoman or a doctor or a lawyer or something until the parents get hold of it and then the parents start saying, well, you sure you want to do that? What is it about that you really like? And they start asking all these intellectual questions at such a early intervention point because, the, as I said, the parents have very much, and that's part of being a parent, very much unfinished business in the game and they want to influence their kids what they think is lovingly but it's really influenced them to not do what they have done. In other words, if you say to somebody, I'm going to help you, help prevent you from doing what I did wrong, you're judging yourself, aren't you? You're judging what you did, or you're judging those who did it to you, or you're judging what you uh, uh, could have done, or should have done, or might have done if you hadn't done, and there's a whole lot of ifs, buts, and maybes get involved, and then we know there's unloved life. There's a piece of life that we I get to call unloved. And when we start running away from unloved shit, we lose the spirit. We lose the energy. We lose the joy of life because we're running away from stuff and we're always running into some version of it as we run forward. So you go, I'm going to get away from controlling parents. Well, have you found a place in the world where that exists? No. So the smarter thing to do is go back and clean up the unfinished business so you can live with spirit. If you say, I have unloving parents or I have domineering parents or I have overbearing parents or I have two cuddly parents or I have smothering parents or I have careless parents or I have a father who worked too hard and didn't play with me for footy or a, a mother who expected too much or a father who didn't, who abandoned me. That's all just garbage. That's perceptive garbage reinforced by a whole bunch of people in the world who hate life and want to, uh, by, by acknowledging or supporting your myth, help you hate life just as much as they do because they can't live with spirit either. So if the end result of your mission is to cram, cram as much of life into this short period of time you're on this earth as possible and do what you can, and live to your potential and make yourself a memory on this planet to your kids. Make your life a memory to your kids. Remembering, people cry at a funeral. They cry. <laughs> About five weeks later, they're at a party having fun. So the, the crying doesn't last very long. Maybe it lasts a year. <laughs> Twelve months later, Nobody's going to hang around somebody crying a lot. So the world's going to say, get over it, you silly bastard. Get over it. And they're going to encourage, whether it's a mask or whether it's the truth, they're going to encourage healing. And next thing you know, all the emotions of your life, all the emotions about, oh, I really miss him or I really miss her, they're gone. What they have is a memory. And what do they remember? Well... They don't remember your expectation. They don't remember your fantasies or your dreams. They don't remember any of that. What they remember is what you did. 
what you crammed into this little space you call time. Do they remember where you dragged them on family holidays? No. They remember how you woke up each day, looking forward to your day, how you built a business, or how you created a composition, or how you, uh, how you uh, painted a painting. They remember the process, and they remember the process by the outcome. So a great example of this is my uh, younger brother who has just finished having uh, one of his compositions, uh, uh, musical compositions, uh, stamped out uh, onto uh, iTunes as a, as, a, as a CD, or what do you want to call it, you know, like an album. And he spent many thousands of hours getting this thing right. He's got music. He's singer. He gets. He got. He, he wrote his own music. He wrote his own words. And he sung it in a cupboard so that the acoustics was perfect. Spent thousands on a microphone. And when I asked him, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, mate? You're spending a lot of energy to do something that you know is like it's not." You're not Elton John, for example. And he goes, I want to leave something behind. Something that lasts longer than me, an immortal impact. And that's really interesting. Now, think about it. My brother has been CEO of some of the largest advertising companies in the world. He's made tens of millions of dollars in his life, distributed to his kids who consume it gave half of it to his ex-missus, lives bloody fantastic life, he's married, got a gorgeous wife, but he says, the, uh, his uh, uh, mark of what he's going to leave behind on this planet is music. After all that, that's like really... So all the worries and all the emotions and all the caring and all the projections and all the judgment... All they distill down to, what do you leave behind? You leave behind some memories. You leave behind a process. What was your process? And a memory of that process, which is possibly, a, 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 in this case, a, a music album. The album is not the, what he leaves behind. It's the process of his life that created it. And I think it's really important when you say, what is living with spirit? Living with spirit means that you want to create an immortal impact through the process of your life. How you value time, what you do with that time, what you do with every waking hour, what you do around people. Not what you say, because God, if there's one thing I know, as a speaker in this world. What you say will be forgotten. It's the process of how you say what you say. It's the process. And the outcome is just the memory. It could be even a gravestone, could be the outcome of your life. And people look at the gravestone and your question you're gonna ask is, what's the gravestone got to do with anything? Well, it creates a memory. And the memory it creates is of the person's process. And like I go and visit my grand 
my mum's grave, but nearby is my grandfather's grave and my great-grandfather's grave. And these people died in the Great War, First World War, or whatever, and they died young. And you look at the grave and you don't think, what did he leave behind? Did he leave behind $100? Did he build it? No, you don't. What you say is, what's the process of that man's life? And you go, oh man, great-grandpa did it really tough. You know, he lost his legs and he blew off half his ear in the war. And with that, he ran a fish and chip shop. You remember the, the way that person conducted themselves and that's living with spirit. That's the spirit of a human being is what they do. And whether they kowtow to the opinions of others, which add up to zero on your tombstone, Chris Walker, here lies Chris Walker, who listened to what everybody else thought about him and tried to, uh, tried to make them happy. Here, here lies Chris Walker, who worried about what his kids thought about him and tried to make them like him more. No, no, living with spirit is living from the inside out, following your heart, disobeying the rules, Obeying the rules doesn't matter. It's not about that. Ultimately, it's living from your heart, living from the inside out. So we only develop coaching and consulting because it helps you live with spirit, live from the inside out, know what's going on inside, understand the messages you're receiving, where you're on track, off track. And one of the most important messages, which we get onto today, just for the last few minutes of this podcast, is holistic change. So most people think change, personal change, is a linear thing. Oh, I want to lose weight, so I better stop eating this wrong food and drinking. So it's linear because it's one step, I'll change those things. And when that starts to work, I'll change other things. And when I change that, I'll change that and I'll change that. And it's a sequential thing. But human, de human development is sequential, is not sequential. Human development is holistic. And that's the thing that you've been introduced to through uh, the universal laws of nature and the work of me and inner wealth is that holistic change is the only change. So when you change a business, you change strategy, structure and culture all at once. You don't change one and then change the next and then change the next. When you change a person, you change body, mind and spirit all at once. You don't change one, then change the other, and then change the other. They are interconnected. So I had a client who said to me, uh, I, I said, I introduced them the power hour, the daily evolve yourself process. Jesus Christ, it's not hard to think about. Evolve yourself once a day, it's quite clever. But this guy uh, said, oh, I'm really busy this week, I'm stressed at work, I'm really busy. And you go, yeah, yeah, so? And he goes, well, I'm really busy, I just can't do the mind piece of the uh, daily power hour, the discard form or the, uh, uh, the emotional shower, I'll, I'll do it on Wednesday. And so that was on Sunday. And I go, well, it's holistic. You can't change one without changing all. You have to change them all. And he goes, no, no, I'll get to it. And I'm really busy right now. I just can't do it. So on Monday, his uh, partner had her period. And she's in a bad mood. 
and she's doing it tough, as happens from time to time, a bit reactive. So she, she bit him emotionally, bit him, bang, like that. And instead of being mentally in a good place and evolved and mentally, because he left his, his mental part and he was going to do it linearly on Wednesday when he gets time, he, he, instead of doing it holistically, he'd done it linearly, he bit back. So by the time Wednesday came around and he did his emotional showers and he did his discard form, by the time Wednesday came around, he and his missus had a bloody uh, Third World War or Battle Royale going on. And, and uh, that took him seven days to repair. Seven days and a lot of energy and a lot of uh, apologising and a lot of uh, compromising and a lot of distorting and a lot of values misalignment and a lot of... Uh, um, uh, I don't know, uh, weakness and a lot of sub subordination because he's trying to get, regain territory he'd lost by biting when he shouldn't have bitten. That's seven days without spirit, seven days in compromise, seven days feeling guilty, seven days feeling like shit, seven days feeling like they'd, he'd fucked up, seven days. In this world, seven days is a lifetime. He could have been hit by a proverbial bus in that seven days and lived, died with regret. Is it so hard to think, change one, change all? What do we say? What's the back on track power hour? Do you remember it? It goes, number one, evolve your mind. Number two, evolve your body. And number three, evolve your space, your environment, because we are the environment we create. Number four, evolve your priorities. Number five, evolve your vision. Number six, evolve your self-talk. Number seven, evolve your results. Number eight, back to, back to zero. Start again tomorrow. How long does it take? Well, evolve your mind. Ten minutes max after you get good at it. Maybe at first, a little longer. Evolve your body. Putting your body under the pump for... Uh, under pressure for three minutes a day, a 30 second burst in HIIT training. How long does it take? Three minutes, three minutes. And in between those three minutes, you can evolve your environment because you can clean up, uh, think about what you're gonna wear for the future, think about your brand, think about your, your environment, your space, your, 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 your home or your office. Number four, evolve your priorities. How long does it take? Well. For me, it takes about 10 seconds because I go through the day, I work out what I can sacrifice if I have to, what I can't sacrifice no matter what happens. And someone says, can you coach me at 10 o'clock in the morning? I go, I look down the list and I go, yeah, I can move my highest priority, my highest priorities, my, well, my lowest priorities out because that is one of my highest priorities, coaching. So that priority takes over from uh, all the things that I'd committed to, like take the car for a service, uh, go to Bunnings for a toothbrush, uh, uh, write, do my tax, do my GST, uh, do another Loom video. I, I, I push everything because that's a high priority. And I reevaluate my priorities every day based on read, write, travel, speak. We've heard it all. So there's stuff I shift and there's stuff I don't shift. And I don't shift 
read, write, travel, speak. I don't shift it. I, I, I move everything around so I can do more of it. And I re, uh, relocate low priorities, which is serving other people's values to serve my own. So the fifth one, how long does it take to do evolve your vision? Well, I've got a dream board. I look at my dream board. I go bang, bang, bang. What can I add to it? What can I take off it? What resonates, what doesn't resonate? And I go outside and I think, poof, there's the picture. How long did that take? One minute. Evolve your self-talk. I go out on the beach every day, go for a walk. This is my self-talk. My self-talk is being out here in nature. And I look out to sea and I raise my arms up into Wokachi and I go, the universal forces flow through me. The universal forces flow through me. And I hear a voice inside. They go, no, they fucking don't. No, they don't, you idiot. Stop. <laughs> Stop doing that. Stop doing this bullshit. There's people watching. And I go, the universal forces flow through me. The universal forces flow through me. The universal forces flow through me. No, please. The universal forces. And eventually, I start to feel it. I start to feel the juice flow back. And how long did that take? Well, sometimes it takes 10 minutes. Sometimes it takes one minute. But the bottom line is self-talk every day. So I don't miss. How long did all that take? Well, it's the shortest hour in the world because it took, if you add it up, around about 30 minutes. So the power hour is actually not an hour, it's a power half hour. But a power hour is what we need to allocate in our busy day to say, I'm going to evolve. I'm going to evolve myself every day because I want to live with spirit. I don't want to live in reaction. I don't want my process to be so messed up that the outcome is all I care about because they're going to bury that when you go. They're going to bury my brother's... Uh, they're going to bury my brother's uh, album when they bury him that's just going to be but they'll but people will hear it and they'll remember the process because they'll feel it they'll feel the energy in his voice the energy in the music they'll feel the process and that they will say oh my god that guy that guy was amazing uh i heard What's his name from Midnight Oil? I heard him interviewed the other day. He says, I've only had one singing lesson in my life. I haven't got a good voice, but what I learned to do is use that voice to exper express what I felt. And man, do you remember that guy? Not because he was a great singer, but because of the way he behaved. The, his process of delivery was exceptional. And so the music stands the test of time. What's it called, In Your Bed or something? Wow, great music, terrible voice, great music. Outcome, an album. Process, exceptional. How you live your life, do you live with spirit? Is every moment important? Do you love it? Do, are, you, uh, are you in reaction to other people? Or are you living from your heart? Are you integrating? Are you respecting yourself holistically, all seven areas of life? Are you re-evaluating re your values? These things, these questions you can ask yourself over and over. And I'm here not to coach you, but to consult to you, to build you. I only change in a human being 10% of that person. But it's 100% of the challenge they're facing. It's really important to know that 90% of what you do in every single day is absolutely exceptional absolutely perfect, absolutely 
untouchable, absolutely magnificent. You are amazing, 90%. And 10%, there's room for change. There's room for evolution. There's room for development. And that 10% is what you work with me on. Just because something's not going right at work or home or whatever is not a sign that 100% of you is fucked up. It's a sign that 10%, 10% of us, 10% of a human being is space for evolution. And that's what the consulting and the coaching and the whatever we do together, that's what that's working on. That 10%, that margin for gain, that, that process piece that will bring you to the highest and highest and highest and highest level of your performance. The other 90%, it's just perfect, it's amazing. Change one, change all, doesn't mean change one thing, change everything. It means evolve just 10% of everything. That's a really important self-awareness. And that's why coaching lasts a lifetime. That's why an Olympic, uh, why uh, uh, um, Phelps will say that the secret his success for the entirety of his career was his coach. And his relationship with his coach was like a brotherhood. Because they weren't working on 100% of what Phelps did. No way. Phelps was responsible for recognizing that 90% of what he did was absolutely exceptional. He needed to hold that. But releasing the 10%, that margin for gain. In England, they say the 1% factor. 1%. So that's even making it even more recognizing that 99% of a, a British uh, athlete in any aspect of British um, Olympic is perfect, doesn't need to change, is absolutely in the Buddhist saying, I need nothing, I want nothing, I've got everything. But in the British way, they say 1%, the 1% factor. You can look it up on uh, YouTube. There's a guy who changed the British cycling team with the 1% factor. I go the whole hog, I say 10%, 10%, because I work with you, not face-to-face -face every day in a swimming pool or every day on a racetrack or every day. I work with you once a week. And I work with you once a week in coaching because th then uh, it accumulates that 1%, 1%, 1% adds up exponentially to about 10%. That's why weekly coaching, to stick to your program, to stick to your coaching schedule, is just so important because that's living with spirit and that's what we do no apologies no need to be shy about it no need to be Christian or religious about it living with spirit is unbridled and unquestioned enthusiasm for every single day of your life and respect for those who want to stop it Respect for those who prefer if you just quieten down and behave yourself. Respect for those who can't cope with your energy. Respect for those, but it's not the corruption of it or the sabotage of your energy or of your life or of your spirit. It's just respecting that not everybody wants to live their life with spirit. They're more worried about yesterday. They're more worried about right now, this moment, living in the moment. They're more worried about all that shit and they don't want to change even 1% of the way they approach life. Have a beautiful day.